Blog Talk Radio. There was a time I was so afraid, so scared to do what I wanted. In looking back, I can see all the mistakes that I made, and I wish that I Talk to me and tell me I can change. Don't be afraid. Just walk with your head up high. Don't be afraid. Just take it one step at a time. Don't give up on your dreams no matter how small. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio, Safe Recovery. This is Monica, and I'm your host. Tonight is October 30th, 2012. Wow, so I want to shout out to everybody on the East Coast um, with this really, really bad storm. I hope everybody that I know is okay. I've been watching the news and CNN and, um, you know, just to see this um, crazy, wild storm of the century out there, so uh, anyway, I hope all are okay now um, as the storm passes. Uh, tonight, the subject that I had was dangerous men in Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, I guess you could say dangerous men and women, because there certainly are women. Uh, I've had many discussions with um, women that are gay who were certainly preyed on by um, women who were predatory as well. Uh, it came out my idea to have a show about this. I think we're going to have somebody call in about 10 minutes. Was somebody who's been posting on my Stop 13 Step in AA site. Uh, so if you have issues about that, you can go there. Um, but I felt the need for uh, reading. I actually couldn't find mine, but I want to read. I'm not going to be able to see what's going on in the chat room when I switch to this. But I want to read this. This is written by uh, one of my favorite uh, bloggers, Gunther2000. And this is what he calls the new 12 steps. So here we go. Rarely have they seen a person who has thoroughly followed their path. Those who do recover are usually people who have recognized AA as a dangerous religious cult and will not give themselves completely to AA's fanatical program. The AA cult is constitutionally primary wait cons- is cons- constituted primarily of men and women who are constitutionally incapable of being honest with anyone including themselves. Some of them are not at fault. They were screwed the second they set foot into the church basement door. They were systematically indoctrinated into believing that alcoholics are naturally incapable of grasping and developing a manner of living which demands any type of honesty. They should still be held accountable for the behavior that has ruined so many lives. Many AA members suffer from grave emotional and mental disorders, 
The program requires that they believe alcoholics can never recover. Most of the people who quit drinking without AA have recovered in large part due to their self-determination and ability to act rationally. Our story is disclosed in a general way, what we used to be like, what happened, and what we are like now. If you have decided you want to leave Alcoholics Anonymous and are willing to go to any lengths to do it, then you are ready to take certain steps. At some of these, we were delighted. We were sure that we had found a more sound and reasonable way. With all of the earnestness at our command, we encourage you to be resolute and confident from the very start. Some of us have tried to hold on to our old A ideas, and the result was nil until we let go absolutely. Remember that we deal with Alcoholics Anonymous, cunning, baffling, dishonest. Continuing the mental masturbation was too much for us. There is only one person who has the power to overcome your alcohol problem. That person is you. May you trust and believe in yourself now. Delusions and superstitious nonsense failed us nothing. We stood at the turning point. We learned to protect and care for ourselves with complete self-acceptance. Here are the steps we took, which are encouraged as a course of action to escape the AA mind trap. One, we decided we were not powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become dominated by AA. Two, came to understand that we never as morally that we were never as morally reprehensible as some AA members had led us to believe. Three, made a decision to turn and walk away from Alcoholics Anonymous forever. Four, made a scorching and fearless indictment against AA as an organization. Five, admitted to ourselves and another human being that we had been ambushed into joining a religious cult. Six, were entirely ready to relieve ourselves of the self-defeating bullshit we were taught at AA. Seven, familiarized ourselves with cult indoctrination tactics in order that we may never fall into a similar trap again. Eight, made a list of all AA members who had harmed us and became willing to confront them all. Nine, called such people on their bullshit whenever possible, except when to do so would significantly injure them or others. Ten, continue to indict Alcoholics Anonymous and when we were wronged, promptly expressed our disapproval of it. Eleven, sought scientific empirical evidence that could help us to defeat addiction, focusing on ourselves as the power to carry that out. Having been awakened from the AA nightmare as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other victims of AA so that everyone might know the truth about the Alcoholics Anonymous cult. You are not alone. Many of us have been misled by the religion that claims to not be a religion. Some of us suffered for years, oblivious to the fact that AA offers no reliable or even sincere method to help alcohol-troubled people to recover from addiction. When we felt hopeless, they used it against us. They told us we were powerless. They did it to break us down. They did it to make us unsure of ourselves. They did it to recruit new members for their religious cult. We're here to expose AA for what it really is. If you've tried AA over and over again and you're not getting the results you were promised, maybe it's time you tried something else. Think about it, Gunther. Okay, so um, the reason that I read this again was that when I was listening to the recording of it, uh, which was back, Gunther, I guess in October of uh, 2011, my October 4th uh, um, radio show that you kind of co-hosted with me. In fact, I'm going to probably put it up next week as the show that I'm using for next week. I realized that 
as you were reading it, um, I was getting deprogrammed by what you were saying. So it was really, really helpful. And I think that after you read it, I went and I think I wrote one myself, which I might uh, get to read also here. But I think yours is very, it's a really good parody on, you know, what, um, you know, basically what, uh, it's just a really good parody, that's all I can say. Uh, I then, I want to go to, the, I mentioned that I would talk about the case of Carla Brada. And um, this says here in the post, uh, this was written in, let me let me get where the original uh, print on the Internet came from. I think it was coming from the courthouse news. So uh, please, please let me find it here. Here it is. Here's the link. So the courthouse news service, uh, I might have read this before, but here we go. Um, this was printed on Friday, September 28, 2012. Parents accuse A of harboring a predator by Matt Reynolds. Los Angeles, grieving parents say in court that their daughter was murdered by her sociopathic addict boyfriend because Alcoholics Anonymous concealed his history of domestic violence. Eric Allen Earl allegedly strangled 31-year-old Carla Brada to death on August 31, 2011, after Brada asked him to move out of her condo in Santa Clarita. After the murder, Earl reported spent the night sleeping next to Brada and called the authorities when he found her unresponsive in the morning. Brada's parents, Hector Mendez and Yaroslava Mendez, say Earl had just been jailed for beating Brada just before the murder. His friends, Patrick and Joanne Fry, allegedly coerced Brada into bailing them out. Brada reportedly dropped the charges against Earl and authorities were unable to prosecute him, according to the Los Angeles Times. The Mendezes say that the Fries conspired to aid and assist Earl in financially and physically abusing and ultimately murdering Brada. They also sued two attorneys, and um, so they are suing Alcoholics Anonymous in New York and um, in Santa Clarita. And uh, I got to meet the parents and the lawyer, but I think that one of the, the big points here is supposedly what happened was uh, the sponsor and the sponsor's husband who was sponsoring Eric Earl, the alleged murderer, murderer uh, convinced her to get him out of jail with her money when he beat her up, after he beat her up, and then when she, when he got out, he got out and killed her. And if those that sponsor and sponsor husband would have left her alone and minded their own business then Carla Brown would still be here. So it's pretty serious, serious stuff. So that's why I have to start with Gunther, uh, with your Chapter 5. Um, and supposedly we're going to have a caller in that's calling from the South. Uh, one of the projects that I'm doing... Uh, oh, I know what I wanted to do. I wanted to uh, do a little promotion of some of the other blogs. So uh, we know that Recovering from Recovery went down. And uh, there was another blog uh, that is Expose AA uh, that has been around and um seems like it's got a little revamping. So uh, this is also a place where there's uh, forums and you can go there for deprogramming. There's uh, a team there that's working on this. So ExposeAA, dot org, And this is where I read the... Um, 
to Chapter 5. I think somebody on my blog asked where they could see this. And so there you have it. And also there's a very, very funny video that was put up here that shows uh, Dr. Bob's uh, Dr. Bob's children talking about how they used to sedate. They used uh, peraldehyde, and they knocked new members out. Wouldn't that be the people who now are so like rigid about drug use? He knocked them out for 24 to 60, 36 hours. Uh, <laughs> so that's a pretty good wonder where you got that. Where did you find that? But anyway, some good digging there. Uh, good work for the team at Expose AA. And the Mike Bling Denial, um, they have a channel. So they have um, Mike has got some new, uh, he's got some new uh, videos up. I watched one the other day that was very, very good. So a lot of resources, 13-stepping, uh, follow the money is there. I don't know if that's the is that the link for uh, that used to take us to the stinking thinking. No, I guess it isn't. Uh, so anyway, good good blog, expaa.org, exposeaa. Uh, you can be a member, and uh, it's a good place to go talk with other people who are uh, who are leaving. Okay. And then there's, of course, my my site, leavingaa.com, and my older site, which I created while I was still in, uh, Stop 13 Step in AA, where I came across a young woman who is coming to me from the south south of me. She still hasn't called in. Let me see where this thing is. Uh, And so she wrote to me. I'm just going to put some of this, what she wrote. Um, This is the first piece of... Her blogging, um, she had a partner, has AIDS, and admittedly a sex addict, and leads up meetings like, um, let me see, I mean, what I can say here, that uh, just some basic facts, uh, he threatened her, that he would knock her teeth to the back of her throat, um, he's involved with SLOA, he's giving people AIDS, and uh, she's pretty um, traumatized by what's going on down there. And as we know, there's a lot of people that are afraid to stand up and speak out. And uh, we know that Alcoholics Anonymous has to be made accountable in everywhere, like the meeting places. And they're just not, they're not above the law. They're not above the Catholic Church. They're not above um, the Boy Scouts of America. And so, you know, here they are. So, uh, Gunther, thanks so much again for your... Uh, great version of Chapter 5. So one of the other stories that was the reason that I left was the mother and daughter, um, Christine and Sandra Cass, who were brutally murdered by Claiborne Conley, who was uh, definitely uh, sentenced to Alcoholics Anonymous as part of his uh, way that uh, the courts and the mental health professionals in Hawaii um, decided to deal with him. And so uh, you can just Google Christine Sandra Cass. This happened, the murder in August of 2010. And that was my final, um, what do you call it, uh, fall of being a general service rep. And, uh, you know, I knew it was pretty much over then. And then when Tracy White got murdered, I just was another nail in the coffin. Here's from Bloomberg News, uh, and this was in March 13th, 2012. 
And there have Timothy McGee and eight others made about 1.8 million trading ahead of uh, Philadelphia Consolidated Holdings, where they, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous tie cited by SEC inside trading case. And uh, so these uh, people are going to have to... Nice to see Alcoholics Anonymous in the headline here when we're talking about uh, people taking advantage of each other for millions. Uh, let me see. We have another one here. Um, well-known Seattle counselor jailed in attempt child rape case. Uh, this story is from local news. Up, this is from September 4th, 2011, Seattle Times. A well-known Seattle counselor and head of downtown drug treatment center is being held without bail at the King County Jail after he was arrested for investigation of attempted child rape. And uh, he directed the Matt Talbot New Hope Recovery Center, and he used to be the clinical director at Seattle Children's Home, a nonprofit organization dedicated to a mental health needs of children and their families. And uh, see, police were called to Scratchy's home at 3.30 p.m. Thursday after a woman told officers he invited her over so they could both sexually assault a child, Seattle Police Sergeant Sean Whitcomb said. Officers immediately responded to Scratchy's Beltone apartment building and found the boy. Uh, and and most sounds a little bit like uh, Jerry Sandusky, but this is Alcoholics Anonymous. The reporter is Jennifer Sullivan at phone number 206-464-8294. Uh, I have the mayor. Can you tell them to be quiet, please? In April of 2010, a town hall meeting, huge turnout. Uh, this is was about uh, people, Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, making a lot of noise in a neighborhood. And, uh, boy, this is a long story. Uh, so this was, a, this was a clubhouse, the Little River Club, and its neighbors overflowing into their parking lot, and the neighbors uh, getting a little tired of uh, what's going on there. Um, Nutley police, AA conflict largely cleared up, they said. Uh, Tuesday, August 23, 2011, problems between Holy Trinity Lutheran Church and its neighbors over Alcoholics Anonymous meetings are largely cleared up, according to Nutley police chief John Holland. Um, I actually spoke to... John Holland when this happened and um from what I understand from a neighbor there, all the AA meetings are now gone. They did get them out of there. Um I, I actually went by there when I was back east and uh, there is no place for them to park. The NA meeting is still uh there with uh lots of people trying to find um a place. Um hmm, boy, I have so many here. A former bank executive pleads guilty in sex case. From May 11, 2011, a former bank president charged with child molesting pleaded guilty Tuesday in agreement with the state that will allow him to avoid registering at a sex offender if he follows orders set forth by the state over the next three years. The terms of Tuesday's plea agreement required Peterson to, among other things, have no contact with the victim, continue psychiatric counseling, and attend Alcoholics Anonymous meetings, not reside within a 1,000 feet of a school, youth program center, or public park, and not drink alcohol or use controlled substances. He must also report to the adult probation department. Stipulation are similar to those required of registered sex offenders in Indiana. Um, uh, if Peterson follows them, now this is an, an older one, but I actually know that he actually went to, I believe he went to jail. 
uh, one thing I just want to point out here, though, that um, it, he should have no contact with children, and there are children all the time at AA meetings and minors because AA and such are trying to get more kids to come because the adults seem to know that it's not really working very well. So I think we need to call that. We need to call that judge. What's her name here? What is the name of this judge again? Uh, We have Judge Jane Woodward Miller, and she is in Indiana. So the story is from South Bend Tribune, and uh, the story is written by Mary Kate Malone, so the South Bend Tribune staff writer. And, uh, you know, the story just goes on and on. Uh, Here's another one, the Middlesex. This is from Framingham, Framingham. Uh, Metro West Daily News, Framingham, Massachusetts, Middlesex District Attorney's Office announced several local indictments yesterday. A Middlesex grand jury charged Eric Burgess, 50, of Hyannis with two counts of indecent assault and battery on a person older than 14 and one count of burglary. Framingham police arrested Burgess, who lived on Georgetown Drive in Framingham at the time in June after they said he broke into his neighbor's apartment and sexually assaulted her in bed. Burgess pleaded not guilty at his Middlesex Superior Court arraignment on January 13th. And uh, Burgess was also, let's see, Clerk Magistrate Matthew Day released Burgess without bail but ordered him to wear a GPS monitoring bracelet and to use a device to detect liquor consumption. Hmm, that's a new thing, maybe. I've never heard of that yet. Burgess was also ordered to remain at his mother's hyenas home and attend four Alcoholics Anonymous meetings a week not to contact the victim. Uh, so I guess we need to contact this judge as well. Um, May Day, clerk magistrate, is that who? Hey, hey, hey. Uh, now, I want you to know that I'm just reading one at a time in my, my pile here because I've printed these out lately. The pile that I have is almost two inches thick. Um, gunmen open fire in AA meeting in Mexico, killing one. On November 11, uh, 2009, gunmen burst into Alcoholics Anonymous meeting and opened fire in a violence-plagued Mexican border state, killing one person and wounding four, authorities said Tuesday. <laughs> Sorry. Um, the Denver uh, AA sponsor accused of sexual assault by Kane, Kim Nguyen, uh, let's see, Boulder, Colorado, a sponsor for Alcoholics Anonymous group in Boulder, is accused of sexually assaulting a member he had offered to help. Longmont police arrested Loriano Cifuentes, 64, Wednesday night on suspicion of unlawful sexual contact. Cifuentes posted bond Thursday morning. Boulder detectives have been investigating Cifuentes since November 2011 when a woman reported that Cifuentes had touched her inappropriately during a meeting that he had scheduled at a Boulder hotel. The woman said he persuaded two women in the AA group that he would help them through one of the AA steps. Hmm. Uh, The step is about disclosing information about past wrongs to one another, and it's usually done one-to-one in a private setting, Boulder Police spokeswoman Kim Caldwell said. (laughs) So uh, this story comes to us from Daytona Beach, originally appeared on the News Journal Online, 
and this is a nine-year-old Port Orange girl who was kidnapped and raped, told police she woke up to find her neighbor, James Maxwell, sitting in a chair in her bedroom, according to the court documents obtained Monday. And I am looking for, I think that they also was related to, not think, I need to tell you for sure whether this story was related to Alcoholics Anonymous or not. You know what, I don't, um, I'm sorry here. I don't have, that story is, is not one. Uh, so anyway, you know, it's it's pretty bad. And I think that uh, my little friend who was going to call in hasn't called in. But like I said, I could go on and run and read these. Uh, Provo man arrested in rape. On Friday, July 3rd, this goes all the way back to 2009, Police arrested a Provo man who said that he raped a woman he met through Alcoholics Anonymous meetings. The woman came to the police on Tuesday to report that she had been assaulted by a man she met a month earlier in her AA meeting, according to the police affidavit filed in the 4th District Court. The woman said the 29-year-old man came to her apartment while she was sleeping and woke her up and began to fondle her breasts, according to the affidavit. She told him to stop, push him away, and he held her down and broke, broke her ankle while he sexually assaulted her. The man was contacted by police and agreed to come in for the interview. According to the affidavit, he allegedly admitted to having sex with the admitted and admitted that she told him to stop, but the police told police he didn't do anything wrong. Ay, 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 ay. Uh, there's some new stuff. Where's the brand new one that came out? I'm trying to find with so much papers here. You know what I mean? It's just really, uh, it's just a long... Long list. I'm going to read my version of Chapter 5 to give us a break from the news and see if my little friend is going to call in. Uh, this is my version of a parody on Chapter 5 from the big book of AA is Insane Anonymous. Rarely have we seen a person follow this path. Those who do recover usually fail to completely commit themselves entirely to the wills and the wants of this program's sacred leaders an unsaleable dogma, usually men and women who are constitutionally capable of absorbing bullshit. They are not at fault. They have been born that way. Those who give themselves completely to this program usually find themselves being lost and doing dry cleaning for members of the Pacific Group and cleaning up their dog poo in their backyard for free. They will tell you that you have to be rigorously honest with yourself, but they do not follow the same rules. You are beneath them until you prove yourself to be a self-appointed guru and untrained leader such as they are. You may have heard of people who suffer from grave emotional and mental disorders, but we know the only true disease is their special variety of alcoholism. We have surgery with no pain meds. For mental illness, we pray and meditate. And for childhood abuses, we ask you, what was your part in it? If you cannot be honest with yourself, it's not your fault. You were born that way. You are broken, and you are going to stay that way forever. That's okay. So are we. Despite science's obsession with facts, the treatment of alcoholics in our society today are treated with religious dogma written in this book from 1939. But we pretend it's a current approach to healing. We have overcome their attempts to disprove us, and our holy program is in 95% of the rehab centers in the United States. But who cares? We know better. Some of us are arrogant, self-important AA old-timers who know more because we haven't had a drink in a few decades. Now shut up and listen. If you can, if you get honest, I'm sorry, 
if you're just tuning in, I'm reading from a parody on Chapter 5 that I wrote. If you can get honest, you may recover, but we doubt that because we are sick at a very deep level and broken to the core. We are like men who have lost their legs. We never grow new ones. Even though science has proven this wrong, we are sure we are special and we are right. Our stories disclose in a few ways. We always talk about our past. We always refer back to our own stories, even when you are really in pain and need to talk about yourself. If you decide you want what we have, you better be ready to give up your current family, friends, and coworkers and spend all your time with creepy, disgusting sex offenders and violent criminals that are now being sentenced unknown to the members and the public at large. Beware. Don't invite them to your house or have a relationship with these guys because they may kill you like they did Christine and Sandra Cass in Hawaii of August of 2010. At some of these we balked. We thought we'd just sit in meetings and hit on newcomers, and you can stay sober for years and do this because very few members have the balls to tell you to cut it out. Remember, we deal with sick, cunning, baffling, maniacal E members who are arrogant, stubborn, and closed-minded. So it will be a lot of hard times and not as much fun as drinking, but this is what you'll have to put up with if you want to be cool and become an AA member like Edie Falco from Nurse Jackie. Without help from us, you are fucked. The only one who has power besides us is God, a light bulb, a chair, or the group, and you better find our kind of God or you will be in serious trouble. Half measures will get you, I'm sorry, half measures will get you into trouble with big book thumpers. So better get the lingo down fast. Here are the silly steps that Bill Wilson wrote one night while he was delirious on LSD or possibly too high on coffee and cigarettes. One, we admitted we were powerless over our lives. We're unmanageable, so everything is your fault. Two, came to believe that AA was was our new family and cult and it had better be a Christian god or a good variety of a hippie kind of guru. Three, made a decision to leave our brains at the door. Four, made a writing about our worst sexual expectations and be willing to tell them to a sponsor who will one day share them with his wife or friends and laugh at you behind your back. Five, stay away from candlelight meetings. Six, we're ready to be praying for God to remove these defects of character for the rest of your life. Seven, humbly ask him or her to remove them. Oh, I'm sorry, humbly ask him, not her, to remove them. You also be praying on this forever. Eight, make a list of everyone you fucked over and go tell them what a sorry ass you are and tell them how you slept with their wife so they can punch you in the face. Nine, actually, now go and do it or wait oh, 10 or 20 years and then you can say you're sorry. Remember, we alcoholics, we're all really lazy asses and we're liars too. Ten, every day, do a gratitude list on Facebook with people you don't know and tell them your intimate details. 11. Pray and meditate for God's knowledge. But let's be clear, we really want you to depend on another person your whole life. This is your sponsor, and they will take over every aspect of your life. They will tell you who to marry, what job to take, what meetings to attend, to take off your clothes, to read your fifth step. This is a very important part of the cult. Even AA judges ask in court these days, do you have a sponsor? Finally, after you have had a spiritual awakening, go on trains, buses, homeless shelters, and prisons, hospital panels to recruit new members. Many of us exclaimed, what an order. I can't go through with it. Don't worry. Most of us don't do any of this stuff either. The point is, we like to talk a spiritual talk, but really most of us are lying, cheating, 13-stepping old-timers who speak spirituality with our lips but are always trying to get you in bed. So, there it is. There is the chapter five in um 
I think Gunther yours is a lot cleaner and a lot more succinct. I think I need to rewrite mine some more. But you know what? I think that if anybody's, it was really cathartic. Regardless, it's not a competition for who writes a better one because the truth is, after hearing Gunther's, it was really um, it was inspiring. And then I wrote mine, and it just made me laugh and made me feel better. So here's let's go back to some more news here. This is um, on February 21st, 2011. Reprisals fear after sex attack on a five-year-old. This is from the Herald. The family of a five-year-old who was inappropriately touched by his neighbor after being warned there should be no reprisals outside the court. Oh, this is a story that was from Dublin. The man received a nine-month sentence suspended for five years for the assault which occurred in his Dublin home. Judge James McDonald at at Talagite District Court also certified the man as a sex offender on the Sex Offenders Registry. The 50-year-old man who cannot be named for legal reasons uh, from Dublin had pleaded guilty to sexually assaulting the five-year-old girl in his home on June 1, 2010. The case was before the court for a victim impact statement and a pre-sentence report. The victim's mother, who was visibly upset, was present in the court as were members of the defendant's family. Defense lawyer Stephen Dixon said the defendant, who was married and with family of his own, has shown shame and remorse at this horrible crime. Mr. Dixon said the defendant was a chronic alcoholic but was attending Alcoholics Anonymous and was trying to deal with his drink problem. He said the defendant had cooperated fully with the probation services. What what part of this don't these people understand? He's on a sex offender list, and there are children in AA unless look, we make them say that nobody under 18 is allowed in a meeting ever, and they will be forced to create a young person's variety of uh, Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, here's another story. This is uh, from, uh, it says CBS on the top, but anyway, it's five charged with Insider trading after an Alcoholics Anonymous confession. The in Washington, the federal regulators on Tuesday charged a Philadelphia investment broker and four others with illegally profiting uh, on inside information that the broker learned from a friend he met at Alcoholics Anonymous. The group allegedly made 1.8 million from the insider trading scheme and stretched as far away as Hong Kong. Um, nice little group of um, AA members there. Here's a really recent one. Convicted Calgary killer who escaped prison granted unescorted leaves. Wow, I think we need to call these people here. By Sherry Sikfrus, Calgary Herald, on October 26, 2012. A convicted killer who who escaped jail and recaptured after going on a bank robbery spree has been granted a small step of freedom. The Parole Board of Canada says George Vincent... Guriska, boy, this guy's got a hard name, G-Y-U-R-I-C-Z-A, has earned unescorted temporary absences to attend, not calling synonymous meetings, to develop a pro-social support network, the board wrote. Okay, Gunther, and I know Kevin is listening, what part of learning good social skills uh, do you get in Alcoholics Anonymous? Maybe to say, hi, how are you, what's your name? But actually, that was taught to me by somebody else. Uh, 
The man, 45, is serving a life sentence for killing 96-year-old Margaret Macron with his bare hands. October 10, 1986, he was high and intoxicated when he sneaked into the elderly woman's second-story downtown Calgary suite through an open balcony door and stole $60. He then choked her and stabbed her twice in the throat with the handle of her hairbrush. He is also serving extra time for escaping custody. So, do the people... The Alcoholics Anonymous members, this is a good one, maybe J.R. Harris is listening, maybe Gunther, you could go to your blog and you could do a little research here. The people in Alcoholics Anonymous uh, in that area know that this guy who stabbed a woman, this picture is on my blog, it's on NA Daytona, it's on Leaving AA. Convicted Calgary killer is now sitting in Alcoholics Anonymous meetings and I think that uh, the parole board up there needs a talking to as well. Um, he is wa- working toward a day parole release. Uh, they think he's making steady progress, and so they're going to let him sit in uh, alcoholic Anonymous meetings. This is from the L.A. Times, and it says, uh, To get jail term in Stevie Wonder extortion plot. Uh, from Southern California, and the date is September 24th for 2012. A man who had falsely claimed to be Stevie Wonder's nephew and threatened to sell erroneous information unless the singer paid him $5 million was sentenced Monday to 292 days in jail after pleading no contest to the charge and was released, and was released for time served. A spokeswoman for the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office said that Alpha Lorenzo Walker, 38, and his girlfriend, Tamara Eileen Diaz, also 38, had been charged with attempted extortion. They were arrested May 2nd by the Los Angeles police. Robbery homicide detectives after Walker made false claims about Wonder and his family and said he would sell the information unless the singer paid him the money. Diaz has also been released on time served. According to Wonder's attorney, William Joseph Briggs II, Walker met him at a Century City area coffee shop and showed him video footage that supposedly depicted conditions at the vacant former home of Wonder's deceased mother. Unless he was paid the $5 million, Walker warned that the singer would be extremely embarrassed by the tape's release, Briggs said. During the coffee house meeting, Briggs noticed that Diaz was nearby watching. Rick said he later told Walker that Wonder was outraged by the demand and Walker had lowered his demand to 500000 with a confidentiality statement signed by the pair when $10,000 was paid up front. In addition to the jail sentence, okay, hold on to your seats here, guys, because guess where they're going to send these two fuckers? Guess where they're going to send them? I know you don't know. You have no idea by now, right? You're right? No, I, I think you know. Come through and Kevin. In addition to the uh, jail sentence, Los Angeles County Superior Court Judge William C. Ryan, yes, we need to talk to him, Judge C. Ryan, I'd like to meet him, also ordered Walker to attend twice weekly mental health counseling while on probation, and Diaz must complete 78 Narcotics Anonymous classes. And they're not classes. When are these guys going to get it? They're not classes. There's nobody teaching anybody anything there. And was placed on a three-year formal probation. The pair was also ordered to stay away from Wonder and his family, co-workers while on probation, according to the prosecutor, Francis Young, of the District Attorney's Target Crimes Division. 
Oh, my God. I'm kind of glad I read this because i got some ideas of some activism when I get back to do it. Um, man charged with groping, George A.A. meeting, session. What are these people? It's not a freaking session. It's a trip. Ira Pressman. This is another news story. Uh, Ira Pressman sentenced to eight years in prison for a Ponzi scheme. Um, the story is by Eric Campbell. And it's February 10th, 2012. After Bela Sinwood, resident in Pressman, told... No, I'm sorry. You got these names. After Bala Sinwood, resident Ira Pressman, told a federal judge Friday afternoon how sorry he was for stealing about $7 million from 23 people through a so-called Ponzi scheme, he learned his fate. Eight years and one month in prison, a duration at the high end of the federal sentencing guidelines for his crimes. Pressman's sentence, if certain full, if certain, sorry, served in full, would keep him in prison into 2019. Uh, during the four-hour hearing in front of the U.S. District Judge Jan E. Dubois, Victims testified they knew Pressman through Alcoholics Anonymous meetings, where he was well regarded as a sponsor. The facts and circumstances of their lost investments, however, changed their mind about his true character, and they recommended extended prison time. Mm, interesting. Um, former bank president sent to prison. So I read an earlier one about this man who molested the little girl. And I just want you to know, so this was like a year later, uh, former bank president sent to prison in South Bend, Indiana. This was July 27, 2012. It has been more than four years since Peterson was accused in May 2008 of sexually molesting a six-year-old girl, the daughter of a family friend, after the child's mother found Peterson with his hand in the sleeping girl's pants. Peterson, then the president of St. Joseph-based Edgewater Bank, was fired from his position in late 2008, after prosecute, prosecutors filed charges in the case. So, um, among other things, the agreement required that Pettison have no contact with the victim and he attend meetings. Ay, 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 ay. I guess he's attending me. Oh, my God. Here's another story here. <laughs> West Branch Times. Uh, Wilker sentenced to eight years by Gregory R. Norfleet. A federal judge on Thursday sentenced a West Branch man to more than eight years in prison for possessing more than 8,300 pictures and nearly 300 videos of child pornography. Timothy Walker. Oh, my God. I'm just reading ahead here. and um, He has to register as a sex offender, but it said here, Walker said he is taking ministry classes and <laughs> taking Alcoholics Anonymous courses. Oh, my God. What is an Alcoholics Anonymous course? We have somebody here. Hi. Hi there. Are you there? Hello? Hi. Do you want to talk? Yeah, hi. How are you? It's hi. I just looked over here as I'm going on here. Uh, I know you have a cold, but um, I'm glad you called in. Yeah, I've had a terrible cold lately. Um, boy, you've got a, quite a few um, stories about Crimes within AA, huh? <laughs> you know what? I, I still have like a, an inch and a half here. You could probably go on for several shows. 
You know what? I think I will, Todd, and maybe you know, if I have someone talk with me in between, because as I was reading some of them, as I guess you could tell, I, you know, you get inspired about kind of some kind of stuff we can do. Uh, the names are there of the judges. You know, these are the judges that could get the letters, um, especially in the circuit courts where it's already, uh, you know, deemed that you can't sentence people there. But this idea of sentencing. These people who are, they're they're sex offenders, and they know, you know, that there are children and there are minors in meetings. But you called in. What do you want to say? You always have good stuff to say. I love your Chapter 5, too. (laughs) Well, I'm uh, I'm putting together a database of crime, Mm -hmm. um, AA crimes, I found one in there. I don't have it open right now, but there's one about a woman who uh, she cooked and ate her boyfriend. Oh, my God. We actually have cannibals. Oh, my God. How long ago was that one? Uh, I guess she did like uh, 15, 16 years in a mental institution. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was just being released sometime around 2011, and part of her, as part of her release, the conditions were that she has to attend AA meetings. So you never know who you're sitting next to in an AA meeting. Wow. wow. Well, when I get this, um, you know, Liv and Die Free had sent me the links, but uh, these need to be in like a PDF file. And so I had taken them all out of my book and uh, put them in a nice pile because I'm going to scan them in and then put them in a... Um, a folder, and I can send them to you, you know. Uh, that would be great if you could. I'd really yeah, yeah. Uh, for those of you who are listening, we're talking to Gunther 2000, and one of the uh, people that are running uh, ExposeAA.org. So I, I gave, I don't know if you heard, I don't know if you were on, but I did a little plug for your blog because uh, I think it's really, it's really come a long way. And I do appreciate that. It's yes. a small, yeah. It's a small group of people um to this point. It it hasn't grown too much yet, but it is a place that's unique in that um we we try not to allow trolls in and uh we try to allow a place for healing, you know, mm-hmm. for people who've been damaged by AA. Mm-hmm. And again, if I can plug it again, that's at expaa.org. It's a community of people who have left AA and are uh, looking for new and better things. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I uh, just thought of something, too, as you're saying that, because I have a couple of people over on my Stop 13 Steps, so who usually winds up over there are people that are still in, mm-hmm. and they're pretty traumatized at this point, uh, or at that point. <coughs> Um, that I could put up a, you know, kind of a, or maybe maybe you or the group wants to m- make something about letting people know a little paragraph, and I could put it up on both the sites, and then people, you know, all the people that come to mind, they don't know. Like one of them is looking for support, and I told her to go to your site uh, that she'll find people that she can talk to, because. Um, you know, people who do get seriously traumatized by it all. It's really... Again, we're listening to Gunther 2000, uh, and it's exp-aa.org, exposeaa, and 
some of the things, if you heard the Chapter 5 that I read in the very beginning, um, that is uh, written by Gunther, and you have everything from forums to help with deprogramming. Uh, there's A in the U.S. Constitution, um, additional resources, uh, follow the money, uh, Listerine, 13 Stepping in Crime, and then there's uh, some videos which, uh, oh my God, that video about the Dr. Bob's kids. Right. How did, uh, how did, how did you find that? Uh, somebody found it, and uh, we we did what we had to do to get it up there. Yeah, um, it's good. I like this page of, um, I just opened the resources page, I think. Additional resources, this is nice. Yeah, there's quite a few links to different places, um, including your your blog. And yeah, your, thank you. Yeah. I see I see it there. Let me just say them out for people who are listening. So the first one is orange-papers.org, morerevealed.com, aacoatwatch.co.uk in the UK, uh, aagsowatch, uh, stinking thinking, um, then my, my leaving AA and safe recovery, me, Cliff Walker's recovery watch, uh, positiveatheism.org, blamedenial.co.uk. Uh, then there's more. I'm going to read on. I'm going to keep going. Smart Recovery, SOS, Rational Recovery, Stanton Peel, St. Jude's Retreat, CBT Recovery, DBT Self Help, Ham's Harm Reduction. Just go there. It's great. Ham's Harm Reduction, How to Quit Drinking with, Without Alcoholics Anonymous. I want to plug MM. Uh, moderation Management, the Albert Ellis Institute. Oh, my God, this is so good. REBT Network, The Path to Unconditional Self-Acceptance, On Track and Beyond, Beyond Rehab, DBSA. This is really, really good. I never got to this page, so see what every time I when I do this, it's really worth it. Um, There's a lot of resources in there, a lot of different ideas of so you can pick and choose what what works for you, you know. Mm-hmm. For some people, it's um, abstinence, and they can do that through groups like Smart Recovery or Rational Recovery. And then for some people, they choose to moderate, which is entirely possible, we found mm-hmm. out in, mm-hmm. in the last few years. Yeah. Um, and they, they can go to the moderation management. I don't know if we have harm reduction up there. Have I put harm... Well, I'll have to go check it later and make sure that harm reduction gets up there, too. You know what else you might want to... I interviewed um, Donna Cornette, uh, and I brought both of her books. And one is for young people about uh, binge drinking, drink link moderation, uh, Gunther. It's really... It's a good approach, and she said that 20 years ago, everybody laughed her out of the room, and now everybody's like, they want to try something else because they realize everybody doesn't want to be abstinent, especially people when they're just beginning to have a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had her on twice, drink link moderation. I learned that moderation mon- management had a, um, they have a meeting here in Los Angeles, and there's a guy, Mark Kern, who I've discovered, who is a therapist, who uh, is truly, truly non-12-step, who runs a group, who I guess had an addiction problem, but chose to choose moderation for um, alcohol. And um, so I really want to try to bring in the mix, because I have a blogger over on Leaving AA, Anon, who's really um, sharing some stuff about that, and I want people to feel welcome. But uh, let's see. You want to hear another story? A couple more? Sure, sure. Okay. 
So this is a new one, uh, October 1st, 2012, N.A. Friendship Ends in Death for One, Prison for the Other. This is in the headline. Mm-hmm. Walter Davis met Ronald Matthews at a Narcotics Anonymous meeting, and the pair became friends. Uh, that's why Matthews wasn't surprised to see Davis show up at Matthews East Walnut Hills home. What was a surprise was that David brought a friend and that Matthews would be robbed and stabbed to death moments after he opened his door. Wow. That's intense. I want you to know where this is. This is uh, Hamilton County. Um, where is this from? Cincinnati, Ohio. Wow. That's really scary. The story is written by Kimball Perry. Whew. Man, I was just, you know, minor molested at AA meeting in Nashville, posted on July 23, 2012. Uh, a young woman claims she was molested while attending a substance abuse meeting in Nashville. The girl, who is a minor, told her mother that 32-year-old Jeremy Bartles grabbed her breasts a month ago and made another attempt to touch her again on Sunday. Bartles is now charged with sexual battery and is in jail on a $20,000 bond. Why aren't people recognizing that this shit is going on, you know? You know, because we don't have um, major big papers uh, reporting on it, for one. And uh, we don't have um, anybody that I know of except the guy that was in Denver reporting it in major network news. So, you know, it's going to take uh, more than one documentary, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think some people, you know, I've known one person who wrote a book, and I know Blaine Denial is making a film now, too. I'm three-quarters through mine. And um, it's going to be the same way that, you know, the Invisible War, which were the rapes in the military, you know, one out of, is it one out of three? It's bad. I watched it. Did you see that one? No. The Invisible War? It's on Netflix now. Uh, And... uh, it's brought change, but it was just, I mean, it's actually, the, the movie is hard to watch because it's not like where you see the change happen, you know. You just see the resistance, how big it is. And this has the same kind of pushback. But it's it's possible, you know. I mean, it's just, at least these other guys are putting it in the news, right? Here we have men sit sent for a psychiatric exam after allegedly pointing gun at a member in Cass City Church October 7, 2011. He brought a, a loaded revolver to an AA meeting and um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, well, I can't believe I went through an hour here reading just less than half my pages. I guess I'm going to have to my next show <laughs> Do it again. Well, the you know the other idea. Do you need to uh, listen to This American Life with um, on Saturday mornings? No, I don't listen to it. But. Yeah, it's a radio show on um, NPR, and there was a, Amanda Williams who was a drug court who was absolutely insane. Um, they did a story on her, and I'm sure it helped bring her down. She was. You can listen to it on the NPR uh, podcast for free but I think that also besides my film that we should make small radio shows and try to get on a show like that so it doesn't have to be all visual because there's like a million listeners on NPR 
on This American Life, that show alone. And Harry Shearer has a show on Sunday morning. Just out of the box kind of thinking of, you know, how could you could make it? You have a really good voice, too. You have a really, really good voice. Um, you could, or we could, I don't know, we could do it from a distance with technology today, do a radio show uh, with this stuff and in- include some of my interviews. And then that we have to lay it with music. But um, I think it's it's important. We have to do ads. I mean, I'm thinking of doing a bench ad, like at a bus stop, just for my radio show. And then people will find it. You know, you are not powerless, that kind of thing. And then they'll find... And then w- once I do the ad, the very next show will be all about the alt- the the other options, like, hi, Ken, and- Ken Anderson's in the thing, hey there, um, like talk about, you know, ham's harm reduction and uh, all the moderation programs, smart and and just maybe that people need to read books and blog. You know, not everybody needs to go to a meeting or wants to go to a group. And that there's meetings all every night for smart and uh, hams, right? And harm reduction and do they have meetings every night? I think so. Online? Yeah, I do. I think they are, right, Ken? I don't know if you can hear me out there, but um, I didn't know that. I thought his show is every Thursday night on Block Talk Radio, but I believe that. Yeah, he's saying hi back. Uh, I only have a few minutes, but let me ask him. Um, yeah, I have enough time to ask him if he can hear me. But uh, let's see. Do you have meetings, chats every night? Maybe. Let's see what he says. I know that Smart does. In, uh, every night. Yes, they have meetings. I haven't ever done it. I mean, never logged in and did it. I probably should do it. It would be good for me to do it. Uh he said every night. Yeah. Every night. So that's really, uh, that, that's the kind of stuff that I want to, you know, uh, let people know. And he is uh, chatting online. Even there's a chat every night online. It's great. It's really great. Uh, well, you're doing a great job of getting the word out there, you know. Um, I don't know how many people listen to the shows. But I I do um, here and there, and uh, I get a lot out of it. And the message that you're bringing, you know, uh, with clarity is that you know it's unsafe and and that it's a mind fuck, and um, it's okay to leave. Mm-hmm. Thank you. you. Know? And yeah. hopefully, if you can just get one person, I always say that. That's why I do this. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you can get one person. To uh, to get out of if you can extract them from the cult, and you know, allow them to get on with their lives in a normal, healthy way, then then I, it's, it was all worthwhile. I think so. I have I'm about a hundred and ten away from forty thousand downloads. Really? Yeah. And I submitted myself on Blog Talk Radio to be on the front page, which was recommended by somebody. And I did that last week, and I chose to do non-12-step with um, Mary Ellen Barnes and Ed Wilson because they're here in L.A., and they're people that can actually work with people one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I have to appreciate it with you. You had your show on Stinkin' Thinkin' Outreach, and, you know, it's all these different 
it just keeps evolving. You know what I mean? One block goes up, another one goes down, but then another one goes up and or it grows more. You know, like yours was up, but now look at it now. And mine got created because thinking, thinking went down. And you know, it's uh, it's just really important. You know, people die behind it. They really do. I used to say it, and I was like, what does he mean? I know what you mean. People now are being murdered, but um, but I got 25 seconds left. I better wrap it up. Okay. All right, Thanks everybody. All right, thanks so much, Todd, for calling in. You get well. Yep. Drink a lot of hot tea and lemon and honey and stay warm. Okay. All right, I'll see you next week. Okay, everybody, Monica Richardson in Los Angeles on Block Talk Radio, Safe Recovery. See you next week. I'm going to put up an old show called Chapter 5. Okay? See you then. Take care. Bye-bye.